my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Hey there, Tanner fans. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today I am covering season four, episode five, Old Brown Eyes, which is a play on Old Blue Eyes, which is, oh, what's that guy's name? That singer. Is it Frank Sinatra? Anyway, anyway, uncovering this episode, which aired January 11th, 1991, as I said, episode four, season, or season four, episode 50, I am covering this episode in honor of Bob Saget's birthday. Sadly, we did lose Bob Saget in early January, so at the start of the new year. Oh my gosh, I was, that, that broke my heart. It really did, because I, like I said, I grew up watching Full House, and also having covered the podcast now for three years, and I, ugh, I can't even imagine what, you know, his wife and kids, you know, his daughters and the cast of Full House and Fuller House went through learning the news of that, oh my gosh. So, in this episode, Danny feels uncool when DJ turns to Joey and Jesse instead of him. This episode's got a 7.2 out of 10 based on 241 ratings. Do see we have any we do surprisingly do not have any guest stars whatsoever in this episode. Just the main casts cast. So this episode was directed by Jules Wick. Writers Jeff Franklin Ellen Gulaz and Boyd Hale, who I believe his two names, Boyd Hale, used for Derek S. Boyd, and Hale as Stephen's last name. Steve's last name, Steve Hale. So, all right, let's see. <laughs> oh, we got any trivia here? Oh, we got some connections. Hold on, let's see. I don't really see any of these connections. We got Joey compares Danny's dancing to that of the Tin Man. And tells him he needs to oil his joints. Joey imitates Bullwinkle in one of his comedy routines. And the Partridge family, Danny recalls watching the show and singing along at home. Yes, Danny, you and many other children that grew up around that time watching the show. Along with the Brady Bunch when they were... Didn't they kind of start their own little band? You know, the kids did and they were like going and singing for people. I thought I could have sworn like the cast like recorded some albums or songs or something. <laughs> but all right, we got. Oh wow, this is from this year. Oh um. Okay, this is not even a review. This is someone commenting on someone else's review, who I don't read reviews from anymore. So. Yeah, I won't be doing that. So let's see about the trivia. Okay, so the title is a parody of Frank Sinatra's nickname, Old Blue Eyes. 
Well, they would know more than me. <laughs> I don't even know if I may have heard one of Frank Sinatra's songs, but I can't think of what it would be. After DJ, oh, here's a goof error made by characters. After DJ and Kimmy walk in on Danny singing My Generation and question his motives, Jesse mistakenly says, Now, girls, your dad has a very good voice. <laughs> Obviously, Danny isn't Kimmy's dad, and therefore Jesse should have said, Now, DJ, your dad has a very good voice. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if you want to nitpick. <laughs> All right, of course, before I get into the episode, I want to let you Tanner newbies, new podcast listeners who are jumping on the Tanner train, a.k.a. the podcast, for the first time, I want to say welcome, and I want to tell you a little bit about the Full House podcast you're listening to. First of all, there are several Full House podcasts out there, and this one's a little different. A lot of the Full House podcasts are out there are not meant for... You know, children's ears. They're um, rated E for for explicit. There is another one aside from mine that is rated E for everybody. I wanted to be that Full House slash Fuller House podcast that would be a podcast for ears of all ages. I wanted to be able to for those of you out there that whether you listen to this podcast on speaker, whether you listen to it in the car with your kids around, you know, I wanted this to be something that parents who grew up as children watching the show and wanting to share it with their kids. I wanted to be that podcast for you guys. And there really are not any podcasts out there that cover the Fuller House episodes. Except for the Haru podcast, which did cover the first season and the second season in two parts. Again, though, unfortunately, it is rated E. So, but I mean, that actually is one of the first Full House podcasts that I started listening to when I started searching what a podcast even was. And then also there was the Everywhere You Look that was another podcast that sadly never got to finish their run of Full House. And th- that was a good one, too, because I really, I really, it was done by a husband and wife. And, yeah, they kind of had to bow out. They had, you know, added responsibilities. They did have a couple, you know, kids and stuff that had come into their life that they, so, Yeah. But to each their own, whoever, you know, wants to put out a podcast on a TV show that, you know, you grew up with, the more the merrier dies, definitely, 100%. Another thing about this podcast is that I don't do episodes in order of air date. I don't go episode by episode or season by season. I wanted to do episodes based on themes. Now, that theme could be holidays, a character you know, other types of themes. Uh, Adventures in Babysitting, that was a double feature that I had done. And I believe there will be another one down the road of Fuller House that has Jesse babysitting the kids and also one that has Joey babysitting, you know, the next generation of Tanner, or should I say Fuller 
kids. So, Fuller and Gibbler, actually, now that I think about it. So, yes, for the month of May, I am only, I've done The Mayor's Bird from Fuller House. That was for Mother's Day. And now I'm going to be doing, as I said, in honor of Bob Saget's birthday, Old, old Brown Eyes. And then in June, I will be covering a trilogy of episodes, or series, however you want to call it, in honor of Father's Day. Yeah! I'm going to be cover. although I did actually kind of do that back in the beginning with a few, uh, few other episodes with, uh, I, yeah, I did do that. Anyway, so next month I'm going to be focusing on season four's, no, excuse me, season five's Where Oh Where Has My Little Girl Gone? That's a Danny and DJ episode. Then I'll move on to season six for I'm Not DJ. That's a Danny and Stephanie episode, and then season seven of Full House, High Anxiety, which is a Danny and Michelle episode. And then, of course, the Olsen twins do have a birthday, so I will be focusing on A Fish Called Martin, which I think is a play on A Fish Called Wanda, a movie I've never seen, but I've heard of. Also, this podcast does have social media pages on Facebook. Just type in Full House Podcast or Fuller House Podcast. The Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas Podcast will pop up. You can click on it. You can follow it so that way you'll know what episodes I'm doing for what month. Also, Instagram at OMHC Full House Podcast. You can follow along there as well. The podcast does have a email address if you would like to write in. It's omhcfhpodcast at gmail.com. So if you want to share your full house memories, you can do so. And if you want to get heard on the podcast, you can do that too. Or you can even message me on the podcast's Facebook page and share your memories there. If you have favorite episodes, or say if you had ideas for a Full House Season 9 or 10 that never happened, or if you wanted to see a Fuller, like we all did, right, uh, Fuller House Season 6 or 7 or 8, if you had ideas of where you would see the characters, like, years down the road. So, yeah, I would love love to hear your ideas. So at some point, most likely probably this month, I will be releasing a separate episode that is just kind of a schedule, that is just a schedule of episodes that I plan to do. Now keep in mind, some of those episodes, the months that I do that might get changed around if things change, if something arises and I have, like if I have a really busy month, I might have to just, you know, say, okay, I'm going to do it, cut this one in half, do a double feature, you know, part one and part two at a later date. It just really depends. But uh, I pretty much did chronicle the rest of the Full House episodes. So it looks like I would finish with the Full House episodes more than likely at the end of 2023. But that doesn't mean that I won't be still covering Fuller House, because I will. Once I'm officially done with both shows, I'm still going to podcast. Um, 
I'm thinking I might look into maybe covering some Full House Stephanie books. I don't really have any other Michelle books, but um, definitely a whole bunch of Stephanie books. So I think I could probably look into doing that. Maybe after that, or I could even like make up like top five lists of certain episodes or different different things like that. I mean, sky's the limit, honestly. I mean, even when I'm done covering the show, I don't necessarily want, you know, the podcast to end and stuff like that. But some of my other podcasts, as you know, um, that I've kind of started and kind of put on the back burner, like the Boy Meets World podcast is pretty much set on the back burner for a bit. I just kind of my main focus is the Full House Fuller House podcast. Uh, on occasion, I will, I do plan to release maybe a couple more episodes of the Punky Brewster, the new Punky Brewster for 2022. It's just that, because they've only, there's 10 episodes I've covered, two of them, that means there's eight left. I don't want to rush through the series just because we, as far as I know, we do not have a second season coming. It was not renewed. So I just want to kind of table those and just like save them is what I guess what I'm trying to look at. So I will definitely be covering at least one or two more episodes of Punky Brewster this year. And I'm not going to give you a, a definite date of when. It'll just, it'll happen when it happens basically. So also coming in June, I just announced it on the Facebook page. I will be covering June, July, and August, the Free Willy Trilogy. Yes, I am going to be putting the Free Willy Trilogy on the Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupa's Full House Fuller House podcast page. Because if you're like me, you grew up in the 80s and 90s, you grew up with these animal movies just like I did. And I just, I love them so much. And I definitely, it's been a bit since I've covered a trilogy of movies. Um, last year I covered the first two Homeward Bound movies, because there's only two of them. As much as I would have loved a third, I don't know what direction they would have went in with those. Um, another thing is I may, and this is a big I may, since it's the 30th anniversary of Beethoven, and I covered the movie originally on the Looking Back on Wonder Years page, which is... A lot of the stuff I do on there is rated E. For instance, the Small Wonder podcast, the Growing Pains podcast, the Mr. Belvedere podcast. So, yeah. But um, I'm thinking maybe next year, maybe I might tackle the first three. And I do mean the first three. I am not going past the third movie of Airbud Because I have no interest in covering the other ones or the spin-off Air Buddies series. I just, I like the, the, honestly, the first one's my favorite and I like the second one and I mean, yeah, so look forward to that possibly in 2023. We'll see. We'll see. So many things that I want to do guys. So, so many things. So, all right, without further ado, one last thing. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to show your support, I don't do Patreon, so I'm not asking for your money. All I ask is a minute of your time. If you can jump on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and find the Full House, Fuller House podcast, just type in Full House or Fuller House, the podcast will show up. 
scroll down to where it says leave a review and leave a review. Have fun with it. Use emojis if you want. Stump me with trivia questions from either show. I would love to try to... If you even want to use emoji, if you wanted to, use emojis to describe episode titles. Mainly from Full House, because I don't know all the episode titles for uh, for Fuller House. But you could re honestly really stump me with those if you went in that direction. So, Alright, without further ado, like I said, let's get into Old Brown Eyes. And I want to wish... Bob Saget, a very happy heavenly birthday. Happy birthday, Bob Saget. We miss you. Alright, of course, before we officially get into this episode, we get to see the adorable cold open. I love it's set in the living room. Joey and Danny are sitting on the couch. You're playing goldfish. And it's just so adorable. As Michelle comes down and says, Hey, I can I learned how to skip. Check it out, boys. So, the way that Michelle skips, it's like her, the way you're doing it, you're skipping, like your your leg is, you know, kind of skipping, you know, going higher up. And it's just, it's it's not. And, they, you know, both Danny and Joey are like, honey, I, I, I think your uh, foot there is missing out on some of the, one of your feet is missing out on the action. So, they both, Danny's like, here, let me show you how to do it. And... The way that he does it, Joey's like, Danny, please, you skip like the Tin Man. <laughs> yeah, Joey's like, come on, Danny, you skip like the Tin Man. Put some oil in those, those joints. Gives Danny some pointers and says, loosen up and, you know, frolic. Act like you're having fun. Okay, I gotta say, yeah, definitely season two hair of Danny. And even season five hair, I... I'm not a fan of, it's just, well, especially, I think it's season five where he's got, like, one part's kind of, kind of wavy, but the other part, it's like he's got a, you know, side part, and I've just never really found that, you know, attractive side parts, and so, it depends on who, I guess, who you are. So, of course, Jesse comes down when... <laughs> Danny and Joey together show Michelle how to skip. They're skipping in a circle. And, of course, Joey puts on this macho attitude. Hey, hey, man, we're teaching Michelle how to skip. And, of course, Jess is like, oh, Michelle, come on. Forget the skipping. Skip the skipping. Girl, you got to learn how to strut. <laughs> and he struts out of the room, head tilted back. <laughs> yeah, I love Jess. He's like... Michelle, if you want to be cool, skip the skipping. You got to work on the strut, babe. <laughs> Jesse's snapping the finger. He's got the uh, thumb in the pocket. And it's just Michelle's just, yeah, like head back, just snapping the fingers. Like, yeah. He's like, that's it, shorty. Let it, let it swing. <laughs> Adorable. And that's pretty much the cold open. Queens, goldfish. Yeah, you gotta have a little more hike in your step, though. Very good, Michelle, but I think one of your feet is missing out on all the fun. Try it this way. Skip, skip, skip to my loo, skip to my loo, my darling. Come on, Danny, you skip like the Tin Man. Put some oil in those joints. Loosen up and frolic. 
Frolic. Yeah, frolic. Skip to Maloo. I guess they're both skipping, but it doesn't look. Hey, man, uh, we're teaching Michelle how to skip. Michelle, <laughs> you want to be cool, skip the skipping. You got to work on the strut, babe. That's it. <laughs> Let it swing, shorty. Oh my goodness, the hot and cold game. Oh, wait a minute. Is this where Michelle plays a hot and cold game and, like, takes Jesse's engagement ring to Becky? It, wait, no, it would be, well, no, that would be the wedding band. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because he wants to have it personally engraved. Yeah. Stephanie doesn't know it yet, but, but by teaching Michelle this, this is going to backfire in not the best way. Okay, I think right now Stephanie is already in the running for worst outfit. She's got, like, some overall overalls type of thing with some white and blue striped, like, navy blue striped long sleeve shirt. That The navy blue does match the navy blue overalls. And Stephanie's like, all right, Michelle, we're playing the hot and cold game, so uh, try to find your doll. And I gotta say, Michelle looks like she is literally, like, swimming in that onesie outfit thing that they got for her, her wearing. It literally, it makes me think of um, Violet Beauregard from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, just how... Yeah, just, she started to balloon up, just her, her clothes just started to expand, and it's just like, she, like, Michelle's there, but there's so much fabric, just, uh, I don't know. I love, <laughs> Michelle, I love how she is literally, she doesn't, it's not like she's rushing to find her doll, she's got all the time in the world, she's got no plan, she's taking her sweet time, just, <laughs> where or where could my doll be? I don't really care, but I'll find it eventually. Yeah, just that kind of like, okay. And of course, the whole thing with hot and cold, the hotter you are, the closer you are to what you're supposed to find. The colder you are, the further you're away. And of course, Stephanie's like, Michelle, you're cold. You're getting colder. You're a popsicle, Michelle. And Michelle <laughs> basically had her eye on the cookie jar, which is in the shape of, like, an, a, a white apple. And it says cookies, cookies, cookies on all four sides. Yeah, and Stephanie's like, you're a popsicle. You're a popsicle at the North Pole. Stephanie, do you not see her climbing, Michelle climbing into a chair? And she's got one thing on her mind, and it is not her doll. It is cookies. Stephanie goes over to Michelle at the table and explains to her, Michelle, the colder you are, the further you are from what you're looking for. And Michelle's like, yeah, I know that. I just wanted a cookie. Okay, now where were we? Okay, the hot and cold game. Great. Okay, so I'm cold. Like, okay, I got I got a fuel. I got I got to get my um, my energy. I need that cookie for the fuel to find what I'm looking for. <laughs> this is kind of, this... Cookie jar is interesting. It's shaped like an apple or maybe a strawberry. Wait, wait a minute. Oh my gosh, guys. I think, okay, the glare on this cookie 
container. It's like ceramic, I believe. <laughs> and it's got like cookies spelled out like in teal lettering and then kind of burgundy lettering. But the reflection, at first I'm like, oh, like a strawberry, like little, you know, dimples in a strawberry. Those, they're reflecting the lights from the stage. There's lights, you know, all over because it's a stage. And you can see the reflection in this cookie jar. I, I, and the thing is with this episode, I mean, yes, it's not 100% one of my all-time favorites. But the thing is, I haven't watched it in so long. It's like, oh, yeah, I forgot that. See? So it's almost like watching it again for the first time in umpteen years. Okay, hi down here. Can I find two of those fudge-striped Keebler cookies, attempting to shove both of them into her mouth at the same time. I don't know why, but honestly, when it comes to Keebler cookies, I think the fudge-striped ones with the hole in the middle, I just was not a fan of. I mean, they were okay, but, but I definitely, and it's funny because my dad loved Pecan Sandy's cookies, and I just could not stand them. I was just, oh, pecan sandies again. Ugh. But then again, I mean, that was as a kid. I mean, if you think about it now, I mean, I probably could try some as an adult and who knows, I might like them. So now we get to the living room where Jesse and Joey are coming down the stairs. Jesse does tell Joey, look, I have to rehearse with my band. Do you think you'd be able to zip down to the, uh, engraver <laughs> shop and uh, have Becky's wedding ring engraved. Jesse says, you know, it took me a week, but I found out the perfect thing I want to have on the inside of a ring. It, he, <laughs> he is quoting, I can't help falling in love with you. He says, wise men say only fools rush in. Yeah, he says, wise men say only fools rush in but i can't help falling in love with you yes it's a <laughs> lyrics from i can't help falling in love with you and joey's writing it down and then he gives he turns his head and looks at jesse like are you serious this is all supposed to go on a thin wedding band and he finally tells jesse like just you know they charge by the letter so just, Jesse just settles on Love Me Tender. He is wearing snakeskin boots, Jesse is, as we see him sit on the couch and stretch his legs out to the point where his snakeskin boots are on the coffee table. And Jesse continues. <laughs> like a river flows, rushing to the sea. And then that's where Joey cuts Jesse. I was like, Jess. Just so you know, they charge by the letter. 
And he says, just, yeah, just make it love me tender. Uh, I really like Jesse's shirt here. It's, I'm, I, I'm not sure what color. It's like a, a bluish, grayish, greenish, uh, like a cream white stripes, like running down where the buttons would go. Oh, though they're to the left of the buttons. And then there's this little, the sideways diamond with two sideways diamonds on either side. It's just, I don't know what it is, but I just, I like it. I like the shirt. So, Jesse and Dan, Jesse and, Becky and Danny come in. Jesse and Becky kiss. And it's, oh, so sweet. So she says, Jess, are you ready for a little tuxedo shopping? I'm thinking, I thought he had to go rehearse with his band. But, well, the thing is, when Jeremy went tuxedo shopping, I didn't go with him. You know, he went, his, his brother had to get a tuxedo fitted. My dad had to go and get a tuxedo fitted. I mean, but I wasn't where, there with, with Jeremy. I'm like, hey, let's go down there and look. I'm trying to think if I even went down there myself or I called and said, okay, these are the people, you know, my fiance needs a tuxedo and then my dad needs one and then my soon-to-be husband's brother needs a tuxedo or whether maybe Jeremy and I did go down there together at first. Jesse, yeah, like a big kid stomping his foot. Like, oh, oh, I told you I already found the perfect tuxedo. And Becky says, yeah, and I told you I'm not marrying a man with a leather tuxedo with a cobra on the back. What? Jesse, come on. Because I can definitely see where Jesse's coming from one way of wanting to have his wedding, like choose my own style, where Becky wants more elegant, you know, church wedding. So you guys got to compromise. Yo, I, I got a request from the band. Can you take uh, Becky's wedding ring down and have it engraved for me? No problem. Took me a week, but I finally came up with the perfect inscription. Uh, lay down me, Jess. Wise men say only fools rush in. <laughs> but I can't help falling in love with you. <laughs> like a river flows surely to the sea. Jess, just so you know, they charge by the letter. All right, just make it love me tender. I don't even know if you could all of them. Hi, Joey. Hi, Jess, are you ready for a little no whining tuxedo shopping? Oh, I told you already, I found the perfect tuxedo. And I told you already that I'm not marrying a man wearing a leather tuxedo with a cobra on the back. <laughs> Alright, so Deja comes in and lets everyone know that her school's fundraiser that she set up is completely sold out. So, yeah, every ticket was sold and DJ is wearing a lot of purple. I mean, purple shirt and purple well, her jacket's over her arm with a pink, you know, liner, but it's purple on the back. Like, eh, that's a lot of purple. I might have to go back and look at Silence is Not Golden because, well, granted that would be two seasons later, but the bag that, the school bag that DJ's holding, it's black with, like, pink around the zipper parts. And I'm just wondering if... It just looks like that might have been the same type of backpack that Charles had. That the props department must have used. 
Because we know that Stephanie is wearing, is wearing <laughs> using DJ's season one hand-me-down backpack from, like, season two to season five. And, yeah, DJ says, my friends are so psyched. We get to be in a real rock club instead of a sweaty gym. So Jesse's like, yeah, the Smash Club is all yours, but we got to get out of there by nine because that's when they bring in the mud wrestling pit. Ooh. <laughs> Joey, who must, he must frequent there on a regular basis. Oh, they got rid of the jello. Okay, we know what Joey does in his spare time aside from stand up comicness. Oh my goodness, I just, oh, I do not like Danny's. Yes, this is the side part with the, the comb over kind of waviness. And I just, I don't, I'm not a fan. I'm just, I'm not a fan. So Danny calls DJ over and says, Deej, come here. You know, I'm so proud of you for putting this fundraiser together. Seems like only yesterday I was powdering your little tushy. Oh, Danny, come on now. But honestly, I mean, this is just what DJ does. In season three, she was putting together that backwards dance, and she was kind of in charge of it. And, she, you know, she's also been in charge of other school-sanctioned events, too, and then going forward, the same thing. And DJ's looking <laughs> for a shoulder at Joey, Jesse, and Becky, who are all kind of like, <laughs> Yeah, and she turns back to Danny's like, Dad... Please stop. And goes and picks lint off her shirt on her shoulder. And she's like, Dad, please don't pick my lint. He goes and puts it back. He's like, oh, uh, sorry again. So DJ turns around to face Becky and the guys and says, all right, Joey, so you're going to open with your comedy act. So Joey says he's taken his Vegas act and toned it down enough enhanced it so it's appropriate for the junior high school crowd and I'm just thinking it's not like he's throwing f-bombs out there on stage we've we've seen well I think the more yeah when he was you know up on stage doing the comedy clubs no he's more adult related comedy that adults are gonna get so he's got to kind of switch things up clean it up a little as far as okay what the what is he gonna relate to kid how kids are not gonna relate to his jokes so yeah he starts in on this joke of hey man this seventh grader comes up to me and says hey man got any moose and of course he does the uh, antlers on the head say sure i do is <laughs> is bullwinkle okay and apparently Ah, uh, DJ finds it hilarious, and her friends apparently find him funny, too? Okay. Yeah, when would her friends, other than Kimmy, be over to the house to see jo Joey do any type of funny voices? It's not like he's on the radio or anything where the Rush Hour renegades and the kids can listen to Joey do his comedy act on the air. So, and DJ clarifies with Jesse, okay, Jesse, you're going to do a whole set, right? Jesse says, yeah, we're going to rip it up, we're going to tear it up, we're going to party until your parents come pick you up. <laughs> so, DJ turns to Danny and says, Dad, 
when you're up on stage introducing Joey and, and Jesse and whatnot, please keep it short because we want to pack in as much entertainment as possible in the allotted time frame that we have. And Danny's like, oh, I'll, I'll try not to get in, in the way of all the fun. Yeah, she, she says, thank you so much, Dad. Also, can you please not mention my tushy in public? Thank you much. So, DJ heads over to Kimmy's to talk strategy about the uh, fundraiser and all that fun stuff. Hey, great news, everyone. Our school fundraiser tonight is completely sold out. Right. All my friends are so psyched. We're going to be in a real rock club instead of a sweaty gym. All right, well, the Smash Club is all yours. Just got to get everyone out of there by 9 because they have to bring in the mud wrestling pit. Oh, they got rid of the jello? <laughs> Deej, come here. I've got to tell you how proud of you I am for putting together this fundraiser for your school newspaper. Seems like only yesterday I was powdering your little tushy. Dad, please. Sorry, sweetie. Dad, please don't pick my lint. <laughs> Sorry again. Now, Joey, you're going to open the show by doing your comedy act. Deej, I have totally adapted my Vegas act to the junior high school crowd. So, this seventh grader comes up to me and says, Hey, dude, got any moose? And I said, Well, I certainly is full legal okay. <laughs> so, when I was in junior high, I watched a lot of cartoons. Did you ever notice the cartoon characters could pretty much get a hold of dynamite whenever they needed it? And it wasn't the type of dynamite that would kill you. It just kind of made your rear end smolder. Joey, that's great. My friends think you're hilarious. Now, Uncle Jesse, your band's going to do a whole set, right? Uh, yeah, we're going to rip it up, tear it apart, party till the parents come and pick you up. Thanks, you guys. This is so cool. Oh, and Dad, when you're up there introducing Jesse and Joey... Yeah, Deej? Keep it short. We want to try to pack in as much entertainment as possible. I'll try not to get in the way of all the fun. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Oh, and please, don't mention my tushy in public. I'm going over to Kimmy's. So after DJ leaves, Danny's like, oh, man, he's sitting on the arm of the couch. I'm getting a feeling that DJ doesn't think I'm all that groovy. I'm thinking, well, no, she would not think you're groovy because she did not grow up in the 60s, but... I think the word you're looking for is cool. You're definitely not cool in DJ's eyes in that fact. But you're her dad. I mean, no matter what you say, and but, I mean, you're picking lint off her shirt. You're talking about powdering her tushy as a baby. You're embarrassing her. Main things are these acts you know the band and the comedy that's the entertainment that's what people are there for and especially if you got to clear out before nine o'clock you want to pack in as much entertainment as possible to bring in those donations for whatever charity whatever goal they're striving for whether it's something for their school i believe it's a new computer one new computer <laughs> For the school, or the science lab, or the front office. I don't know. Someone needs a new computer. The library? I love how Joey, Jesse, and Becky are all like, Oh, no. Like, no, Danny, you're kidding yourself. She doesn't think that. And Danny's thinking, you know, there's got to be a way I can prove to DJ that I'm as cool as you guys are. 
And Joey says, you know, Danny, you don't gotta be hip and cool. You're spick and span. He's, I think, yeah, it's exactly that. He says, I want DJ to be proud of me. Dude, she is proud of you. She loves you. I mean, I can get how Danny feels a little down about the fact that, you know, but that's what Joey and Jesse do. They're comedians and musicians and stuff, and, you know, Danny's a talk show host. What entertainment, honestly, is Danny going to provide on that stage? She's introducing them. This isn't a contest for DJ's love and affection. Danny, you were always at the top. Oh, no, Danny, no. <laughs> this is Danny's idea. He's going to surprise DJ by singing a song with Jesse's band. I feel like this has been done at least a couple times in season two. Also in the end of season three, our very first telethon. And I'm just like, Danny, please. That is not, if anything, it's going to make DJ think you are that much uncool. Uh, and Jesse is just, I love Becky, like, looking at Danny, and then she turns, because she's sitting next to Jesse on the couch. And Jesse just has this look like, no, 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 you're not, no, you're not doing that. Me, my band will never agree to that, Danny, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, well, couldn't you just surprise her with a really nice sweater? And Danny's like, what, you don't think I can be cool? You just wait till I can get down, see myself, uh, see me get down and funky with my bad self. See, you're using words like get down, funky, bad self. Like, no one uses those terms. Not in the 90s. Definitely not in the 2022s or whatever. The, 20, the new 20s, I guess. I don't even know. How would you refer to these? The aught 20s, I guess? I don't know. Right, Quinny? <laughs> oh. Michelle comes in the doorway and says, Who wants to play hot and cold? And everyone's like, Ugh. Like, she's probably asked them a hundred times already. She's wearing, as I said before, that onesie-type outfit that just balloons out. And it says, now that I get a clearer picture, it says, Save Our World. It's got... A panda, it's got a turtle, it's got, I think that could be a bird. Um, I think those are dolphins. Uh, that's a humpback whale. Um, I think that could be a fish. I'm not sure. But, yeah. And, of course, she's like, I heard that. Everyone quickly makes themselves scarce as Joey's like, oh, I'll play with you later. I have to work on my act. Becky says, I gotta go rip the cobra off of the back of Jesse's tuxedo. And Jesse says, yeah, I gotta stop her. And Danny says, yeah, I gotta get down and get funky. Oh, Joey, you forgot it. As Michelle goes over the coffee table and picks up what would be Becky's wedding band. And she opens the little box, the jewel little jewelry box, and says, no one will find this. Oh, boy. Sweetie, you do not want to mess with something like that. That is very expensive. Hans is just like, oh, boy, sweetie. You, no, 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 no. That is a major no.
Oh, man. I'm getting a vibe here that DJ doesn't think I'm all that groovy. No. I know, it's a real mind-blower. I just wish I could show DJ that I'm as hip and cool as you guys are. Danny, you don't have to be hip and cool. You're spick and spant. No, I'm serious. I want DJ to be proud of me. I got an idea. <clears throat> I am going to surprise DJ. Jess, I'm going to sing a song with you and your band. No, you're not. <laughs> no. Couldn't you just surprise her with, like, a really nice sweater? You don't think I can be cool? Just wait till you see how I get down and get funky with my bad self. Hoo-yah! Danny, calm down. Calm down. Yeah, they've been doing it too often. I'll play with you later. I gotta work on my act. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta go rip the cobra off the back of Jesse's tux. I gotta stop it. I gotta get down and get funky. I wanna find this. <laughs> she laughs. So now we're up in uh, Stephanie and DJ's room, and Stephanie looks like the toy box is gone for now. Because she can actually sit at the foot of her bed, and the toy box isn't in the way. So, alright. And she's playing with Comet. What is it, like a sock toy or something? She's tossing to him, and then they do a little tug-of-war thing. So, yeah. She's like, oh, good boy, Comet. She pats him on the head. You're such a smart dog. Alright, now up on my bed. And he hops up there, and she's like, you can help me with my homework. So, I, <laughs> she's basically using him for a headrest. He's draped across her bed just below the pillows. And at first I'm like, well, wait a minute. Look, oh, she's using him to recline upon. Oh, well, there you go. It's not like she's the first to ever do this. <laughs> and she won't be the last to use their dog as something to recline against. I do that to my cat, but I don't think that would work the same way. <laughs> right, Quinny? <laughs> That's right. He's like, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> so Je uh, Joey is in all, he is in a panic. He comes in and is like, Steph, please tell me you know where Jesse's wedding ring is. And Stephanie tosses her book aside and sits up and says, oh, I would if I could, but I can't because I don't know where it is. It's, it's not really technically Jesse's wedding ring. Uh, I mean, since... Jesse said it's Becky's wedding ring and he wants to get the inside of it in engraved, which <clears throat> my, I think the band on mine is too thin to allow for any engravement. I, I mean, I'm sure they could do it if I wanted them to, but I haven't worn my wedding ring, engagement ring in a bit because they don't fit down my fingers, even though... Yeah, they could probably expand it, but then once I lose the weight, then the ring's going to be too big again, and I don't want that. And Joey says, oh, i got to get it down to the engraver. Jesse's going to kill me. i got to have that. Oh, my goodness. And, of course, Stephanie just relishes in this. And she just describes, like, Jesse just angry, like, that vein in his forehead throbbing, his neck turning red. She is so for the dramatics. She adds, his eyes bugging out. Can I be there when you tell him you lost it? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, this was a perfect setup because here comes Michelle running in to say, who wants to play hot and cold? And 
Joey says, not now, Michelle. I have to find Jesse's wedding ring. And Michelle says, you're very cold. And then he looks at her like, Michelle, do you know where Jesse's wedding ring is? No, oh, no, excuse me. You know, he bends down and looks at Michelle. He's like, you took Jesse's wedding ring? And Michelle says, you're getting warmer. <laughs> the smile on Michelle's face. Good boy, Comet. You are such a smart dog. Up on the bed. You can help me with my homework. Ugh. Thanks, Comet. Crushing my bed. Steph, please tell me you know where Jesse's wedding ring is. I would if I could, but I can't. I'm supposed to take it to the engraver, and I can't find it. Jesse's gonna kill me. Ooh. I can just see that vein in his forehead throbbing, his neck turning red, his eyes bugging out. Can I be the one you tell him you lost it? Who wants to play hot and cold? Not now, Michelle. I have to find Jesse's wedding ring. You're very cold. <laughs> you took Jesse's wedding ring? You're getting normal. <laughs> Oh, well, hey, at least Jesse here, because he's got the band together in the living room. He's like, look, guys, I know it's a drag to play um, high school. What do you say? A Hold on. Look, I know it's a drag to play a junior high school fundraiser, but I'm not getting paid either. I didn't. Well, that's why she's having Jesse and Joey, because they don't have to spend any money. On them as the entertainment. Granted, I think that's a little fair. They should get at least something, but it's good to have Jesse and Joey on retainer for these um, school event purposes so DJ doesn't have any to spend any of the school's money. Oh, yeah, and the girl that's standing next to Gary's like, oh, nice. Yeah. Uh. Oh, my gosh, Danny. He, oh, I don't like Danny a leather in a leather jacket with a. The metal um, holes or whatever they are. And he's got, is that a skull earring? And he's got sunglasses. And he's like, hey, let's rock and roll, man. Like, Danny, oh my gosh, Danny. <laughs> this is frightening. <laughs> he's also wearing a shirt that's got, like, a skull on it with, like, roses going around it, and it's just, oh, a leather pant, who, uh, no one would wear leather pants if they didn't have to, I've never done it, I have no reason to want to do it, it just looks extremely uh, uncomfortable, <laughs> Jesse just, <laughs> Danny says, Danny just, just lie down and, and wait a few days till the fever breaks, so, Danny says, gosh, you know, Jess, I gotta tell you, man, now I understand why you rock and rollers wiggle around on stage so much. These leather pants really ride up, but he's basically pulling a wedgie, like, out of his, <laughs> yeah, like, Ugh. And Jesse says, you know, Danny, there's a lot of guys out there that can't pull off this look, and there's a very good chance that you might be one of those guys. No, he, no, Danny does not pull off that look at all. <laughs> oh, where did he even find that stuff? 
like a costume de- store or a party city. I, nah, that looked like he raided, um, I don't know, someplace that would have that, uh, <laughs> like, um, the town I used to live in in Michigan, they had a bike time, and when I worked at, uh, donation place, for the longest time, when we would get stuff related to bike time, whether it be, you know, leather jackets, stuff like that, that's all where that stuff would go, so that way when bike time would roll around, we'd put all that stuff out, and it would sell like hotcakes. Yeah, he's even wearing a skull ear. This is just, this is not Danny at all. It's borders on kind of creepish. And... Danny wants to rehearse the song. He's, are you see? Yeah. And the fact is, it's my generation. Which, again, this is not a generation. She didn't grow up in that. So anything that was related to the 60s, 70s, DJ is not going to really fly with. That's not her music. That's not her generation. Maybe it's just as well, honestly, that DJ, because she ends up walking in on this whole display, and it's probably just as well that she does, because if I had a parent that surprised me doing that at a fundraiser, I would never be talking to said parent ever again, like ever. And Jesse, he's got a foot on the coffee table. As he's standing there with his arms folded. And I like how Danny tries to stick his, you know, same type of pose. But I guess he realizes because that leather, those leather pants, they don't bend. What allow your limbs to bend that well. So he's like, oh, forget it. He like attempts, like, I can't even lift my leg. Uh, yeah. Danny tells Jesse, oh, Jess, it's always been my secret dream to be, uh, you know, a rock star. I'm sure that was every boy's dream at one point. You are not alone in that fact. I mean, I, I definitely didn't think I'd be a, a girl, you know, rock star or whatever. No, never, ever did I fantasize about that at all uh, growing up. Danny tosses his, sungla- his glasses, off, sunglasses off, tosses them aside. He says, and he's really proud of this fact when he admits this to Jesse. He says, you know, I never told anybody this, but... uh I used to sing with the Partridge family. <laughs> and Jesse looks at him like, oh, you did, really? And Danny says, yeah, until my mom told me to shut it off and do my homework. Guy <laughs> on the drums does a little on the drums and he points at Danny. <laughs> Ultra hip and mega cool, the song that Danny's going to sing. Uh, for his, his own general, sure, but... Yeah, Jesse is like, these kids, he flat out, I believe he says, but these kids aren't going to respond to this kind of music. My Generation by The Who. Yeah, he says, well, you know, My Generation was pretty cool and hip for, you know, the 60s, but these kids aren't going to know that song. Yeah, you got to play songs that are relevant to what they're listening to during that time. Or at least I say anything maybe, maybe two years older, maybe up to five, if that. Five years, if you're lucky. 
that it's going to be something. But if you are playing something in like the mid seventy from the mid seven early to mid seventies, no, you're playing the Bee Gees. The kids are not going to relate to that. They want rock and roll. They want rock. They want metal. They want Paula Abdul. They want Janet Jackson, Michael Jackson, White Snake. Uh, Melissa Etheridge, uh, I don't, I don't know, who, who else, who else was it, uh, Bon Jovi, um, George Michael, uh, uh, I don't know, I'm drawing a blank, Quinny, help me out here, she's sleeping, and, and she wouldn't know anyway, because she was born in 2013, right girl, yeah, she's sleeping, so, Danny says, hey, my generation is a song about, is a timeless classic about teenage angst and rebellion. What's that one song that, it played during like the part of the season three Stranger Things trailer. It was uh, like Teenage Wasteland. Could that song be a, I don't know, maybe not. I don't know, maybe not. About teenage angst and rebellion. I don't know. So, Danny says, I'm not going to sing it like some old dinosaur. No, i just been watching Downtown with Julie Brown on, on MTV. So, yeah, this is back when MTV showed music videos. They weren't showing Teen Mom or My Surreal Life or The Real World or... I don't know when they kicked off that real world show or singled out or no that was VH1 wasn't it singled out was on VH1 yeah anyway yeah they did music videos and countdowns and fun stuff like that Danny, Danny says I am ready to bust a move I'm sure you are so Jeff is like all right yeah I gotcha pump up the jam and of course Danny's not hip to the lingo or songs of the 80s, apparently, because, huh? What? And just like, let's just play this song, huh? And then Danny starts singing. Oh, my God. The look of horror that crosses Jesse's face. Because how is Danny able to move in those, like, at all in those leather, leather pants? I'm surprised he's even able to walk in those leather pants. Like, good golly, Miss Molly. Gary and the blonde girl are sharing a mic. And then we got Lonnie or Lanny on the uh, guitar or something. And then Danny's kind of mic to himself. The way he's gripping that microphone, like, he's about to, like, he's really straddling that microphone. Like, just really, like, gripping the stand. Like, like you're not getting anywhere with microphone. What? Danny, you don't necessarily have to, like, move around and dance, whatever. Just stand there and sing. Maybe it's better that you don't. Because <laughs> he's, like, shuffling his feet and moving his legs up and down. Like, he's trying to dance in motion while singing into the microphone. <laughs> you just see Jesse just smiling, laughing. Why do we got to see Danny shaking his leather covered booty here. Come on, Danny. No. Camera focuses on his butt. Like, no, why? You're fine. Relax. <laughs> Just 
fantastic. <laughs> I don't know whether this is Jesse or this is John Stamos bringing, but he is full on laughing at this display. <laughs> Danny just, ugh. Guys, I know it's a drag having to play a junior high school fundraiser, but the good news is you're not getting paid either. Danny, just lie down and don't get up until the fever breaks. <laughs> Jeff, I gotta tell you, man, I know why you rockers wiggle around on the stage so much. These leather pants really ride up. Who's wearing leather pants on stage? You know, Danny, uh, a lot of guys can't pull off this look, and there's an outside chance that you just may be one of them. <laughs> Come on, Jeff. Let's rehearse my song before DJ gets home. All right. Are you, uh, you sure about this? Jess? Yeah, he can't lift his leg. It's always been my secret dream to be a real rock star. You know, I never told you this, but uh, I used to sing with the Partridge family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my mom made me shut it off and do my homework. Yay. Jess, I am going to sing a song that is ultra hip and mega cool. My Generation by the Who. Oh, no. My Generation was ultra hip and mega cool in the 60s, but these kids won't know that song. No, they hey. won't. My Generation is a timeless anthem of teenage angst and rebellion. But I'm not going to sing it like some old rock and roll dinosaur. I just spent an hour watching Downtown Julie Brown on MTV. Yeah. I am ready to bust a move. <laughs> All right, let's pump up the jam. Huh? Let's just play the song, huh? Gary's energy, what the? <laughs> Jeez, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> the look on Jesse's face. Danny is like moving his arm like around and around in a circle so you're gonna really throw your mess up your shoulder doing that not to mention I mean he's wearing a leather jacket so your arm moves alone are probably gonna be pretty restricted and then DJ and Kimmy walk in with these horrified looks on their faces especially DJ and she's like dad what are you doing and he's like, he's smiling, he's like, oh yeah, I was, uh, I was busting a move. And then he has the gall, well, at least she knows. Oh yeah, I was gonna, you know, I was trying to surprise you at your fundraiser. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. I would not be able to live that. I, DJ would not be able to live that down, like at all. Yeah. He says, honey, I wanted to surprise you. I'm gonna sing this at your fundraiser. I'd be thinking. 
excuse me? No, you're not gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, and she looks at him like, are you serious? You were gonna do that in public? And DJ says, all my friends are gonna be there. And I love how Kimmy says, you mean your former friends? <laughs> yeah, she's got a point. <laughs> They're like, hey, look at you smell my dad up there. <laughs> and Jesse says, now girls, your dad has a very good voice. Well, you know he's speaking to DJ. Like, your dad has a very good voice. And Jesse says, yeah, you just need to tie him down to a chair, that's all. <laughs> Jay is literally pleading with Danny. Dad, you can't do this to me. Yeah, she told me, I'll never be able to show my face in school again. It's like, well, without people laughing at you, um, I'd say it's going to take a while until someone else does something embarrassing or has an embarrassing parent show up and do something embarrassing. Yeah. I can't see her living that down because <laughs> she's only in junior high. She's not in high school yet. And DJ runs upstairs, and Danny feels... What was he honestly expecting her to be for all for that, basically? No! Would you want your father doing that to you? Coming to your school dressed like... Uh, what? <laughs> I don't know, somebody from the 60s, you know, a singer from the 60s or whatever like that, and... Embarrassing. Yeah, like, come on, Danny. Use your head. I get it. You're 30 plus years old. But put yourself in her shoes. Would that be what you would want from your own father or mother, for that example? No. And he just looks ridiculous in that getup with those, that leather jacket and those metal ring, metal holes, metal rings, whatever you want to call them. Dad, what are you doing? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm busting a move. <laughs> and my shoulder. <laughs> Honey, I wanted to surprise you. I'm going to sing this at your fundraiser. No, you're not. <laughs> you were going to do that in public? All my friends will be there. You mean your former friends. Your dad has a very good voice. Just need to tie him down to a chair, that's all. Dad, you can't do this to me. I'll never be able to show my face in school again. Well, you'll be going to another school in the fall, so I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> oh, Danny, you went too far, man. So, Danny finally dawns on him. He says, oh, I think my uh, singing really embarrassed DJ. And Kimmy adds, oh, yeah, don't forget the clothes and the dancing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and honestly, probably it was more about how he was dressed and his dancing than just his singing. Like, if he were wearing normal clothes... Just whatever he wears around the house and just standing in front of the mic and and singing into it and not dancing. It'd still be embarrassing, but when you add the leather jacket with the metal whatevers and the dancing and the skull rose t-shirt and the skull earring and I just, uh, I can't. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank goodness we walked in on you and caught you before you tried to pull this in public. 
with kids she goes to school with. I don't know what time of year this is, but I know that DJ, well, this is her last year in junior high before she moves to high school. It's like, yeah, you might be going to another school in the fall, but you still have the rest of this year to deal with the embarrassment if your dad were to do that in at the fundraiser. And Danny turns and just glares at Kimmy, and Jesse's like, Kimmy, don't help. And Kimmy says, okay, I'll go help DJ sh sweep up the shattered pieces of her life. So Danny asks to speak with Jesse, minus his bandmates, like, hey, can I see you in the kitchen? And Jesse says, oh, by the way, guys, don't get attached to my generation. Like, we're not singing this song ever again. <laughs> this was a one-time thing. I think my singing must have really embarrassed DJ. Don't forget the clothes and the dancing. Kimmy, don't help. Okay, I'll go help DJ sweep up the shattered pieces of her life. Jess, can I see you in the kitchen, please? Sure. Come on, guys. Don't get too attached to my generation. Like they were not. Gosh. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid and my dad would sing in the car, I remember one time, and this is back in, like, probably 88, 89, maybe 90, when Star Search was on. I'm like, Dad, you sound so good. You should be on Star Search. Fast forward to when I'm like, 14, 15, 16, I'm like, Dad, you sound like a dying cow in a field. Don't sing. <laughs> it's amazing what happens when you fast forward a handful of years, and you're like, Dad, you don't sing too great. So now we're in the kitchen with Danny and Jesse, and Danny's just kind of looking at his outfit, It's like, Jess, who am I trying to kid? This isn't the real me. And he pulls off that metal leather jacket. And Danny looks down at his shirt and pants and says, this isn't the real me either. And he starts, like, pulling up his shirt. And Jesse's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't need to see the real you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Him and Kimmy both, I swear, with this wanting to be cool thing, the way they go about it. You know, Kimmy from under the influence, having some alcohol, loosening her up, making her feel cool internally on the inside, but not cool on the outside. Same with Danny here. He says, I was hoping that by singing this song, DJ would think I was cool. Well, one, you're singing My Generation, which is not from her generation. And two, you're dressed how you would never normally dress. Any, any, any dad you're, would never dress like that. And you just come off embarrassed. It's like anything that you do is going to come off embarrassing because you're her father. And any any display of that, I mean, DJ's a teenager. She's like, it's just, she's going to see, like, oh, you're embarrassing. Oh, please stop. Why are you doing this? So, Danny, there's really nothing you could <laughs> not in that way do that's going to make her think that you're... Cool. Not in that sense, anyway. I mean, if he tried to sing a song from her generation, be it something from Wham! or, you know, Guns N' Roses or George Michael 
or Michael Jackson, or you, yeah. Just anything from the music that she listens to probably would also be embarrassing, too, but I don't think it would be on the level of leather jacket, leather pants clad Danny singing My Generation wearing a shirt with a skull and flowers surrounding. That just, I don't know why, but it just is not a good look for Danny. <laughs> I don't think that would be a good look for anybody, to be honest. Even, I mean, I can't see Jesse wearing the, uh, you know, leather pants like that and a leather jacket. I don't know. I mean, we've seen Jesse wear leather jackets before, but not the one with, like, the metal holes and stuff covering it. And Jesse gets some good advice. He's like, yeah, you know what? You're When you're 14, you know, don't feel bad. When you're 14, dads are never cool. No, they're, they're not. Because any, any teenager is going to be like, well, probably seeing like, oh, you're embarrassing. Stop embarrassing me. But eventually, you get older, you get to be, you know, 25, 30 and stuff, and your relationship with your parents does change. At some point, you go from, you know, as a little kid looking up to your parents and all and everything, and then you're in that awkward teenage phase. You're like, everything your parent does is either just gross or embarrassing or whatever but then you get to that sweet spot spot when you yourself get married have kids and you're more like a con they're like a confidant they're like a friend and, and, and a buddy and everything and you know probably your parents are like oh just when they get older and stuff we can have these nice long conversations about life and everything because you know you at your point in your life will have reached that point and they're well past it so yeah so, Danny shares an embarrassing moment when he was 14 and he was playing football with the guys, old lanky teenage Danny, and his dad wanted to come out and like be one of the guys, and he tried to throw a football. Didn't go very far. Yeah, and uh, Danny's dad tried to throw him a pass, and Danny said the only thing that I could think was like, oh my god, my dad throws like a girl. Yeah, Jesse, 100% with the advice here, man. He is like, yeah, but when you're a teenager, so many things seem more worse than what they are. And that's okay. They really, really do. And, and Danny's like, no, seriously, my dad threw like a girl. <laughs> you know, he hurt his arm in the war. Oh, no, that's the story he told everybody that his dad hurt his arm in the war. Oh, Danny says, yeah, no, my dad really threw like a girl. I mean, the pass only made it halfway. Danny says, I had to tell my friends he hurt his arm in the war. She's like, all right, well, then you know how DJ feels. Can you imagine if your dad threw that pass in front of the whole school? And, come, Danny, I can't believe you say this with a straight face. He's like, yeah, but what I'm doing isn't as bad as, I'm like, Danny, have you looked in the mirror? Look at what you're wearing. You had a metal skull earring hanging from your lobe. Yeah. Yeah, Jesse goes off and he's like, kind of puts his hand out like, uh, do you see what I'm seeing right now here, sir? <laughs> leather pants. Skull shirt. Just the leather pants alone. I'm just like, oh, who would? Yeah, I can imagine those really must chap. And the fact that they must be really a pain to move in. Danny looks down and he's like, you're right, it's worse. Like, yeah, it is. 
I noticed about this white shirt Danny's wearing, it really makes uh, the freckles on his arms stand out more. Not that there's anything wrong with it, of course. So Danny runs upstairs to change, and Jesse goes over to the table where there is a <laughs> the cookie jar with what does he pull out of it? Becky's wedding ring that he wanted to have Joey go down to the engravers. Oh. Probably, why is this in here? I'd say two words. Michelle Tanner. Two more words. Hot and cold. Well, that's three. Two and a half, really. You all right? Oh, Jess, who am I trying to kid? This isn't the real me. <laughs> This isn't the real me either. Oh, I don't want to see the real you. You know, I thought singing that song would show DJ that I could be cool. <laughs> I feel bad. You're 14, your dad's never cool. You know, that's true. I remember when I was a kid, I was playing football with all my friends. My dad came out. I guess he wanted to prove he was one of the guys. He threw me a pass. All I could remember thinking was, oh, no, my dad throws like a girl. <laughs> but, you know, when you're... Teenager things seem so much worse than they really are, you know? No, my dad really threw like a girl. The pass only made it about halfway. Had to tell my friends he hurt his arm in the war. So now you know how DJ feels. I mean, can you imagine if your dad threw that sissy throw in front of the whole school? Yeah, but what I'm doing isn't nearly as bad as what he did to me. Yeah. Look at yourself, Danny. You're right. It's worse. At least my dad never wore a grinning skull. So, yeah, now up in DJ and Stephanie's room, Kimmy's telling DJ, DJ, you put together the whole fundraiser. You have to be there. And I, I'm surprised that Kimmy's, or that DJ doesn't say, Kimmy, if he were your dad and doing something like this, would you want to be there? I mean, even if she weren't to show up and Danny still pulled that. You still would not, even if you're there, you're not. You're still not going to be able to live that embarrassment down. Granted, I mean, this is 1991. Nobody had cell phones, so nobody was recording this at all on their phones because they didn't have them. And they, even if they did, would never have had that capability. No one's sneaking in a big VHS camcorder to film this whole fundraiser. And DJ says, you know, if anyone's wondering why I'm not there, they'll stop wondering after they hear my dad sing. So, Danny comes in, still, what, change out of those leather pants and that skull shirt. He's like, hey, DJ, can I talk to you a minute? And then he turns and looks at Kimmy, alone. And Kimmy's like, hey, Mr. T, whatever you can say in front of DJ, you can say in front of me. <laughs> Danny says, okay, and then he turns to DJ and asks, DJ, how do we get Kimmy out of the room? <laughs> oh, Kimmy. She says, five bucks works in my house. Oh, my gosh. So you're telling me that her parents are like, Kimmy, we don't want you in the same room as us. Here's five dollars. Get out. Oh, my. She's just got such a neg neglectful, sad home life. 
I can see why she's over at the Tanner house all the time, because who wouldn't want to be if their home life were as miserable as what Kimmy's must be? That's probably why her brother, older brother Garth is, like, always off somewhere else that isn't at the home. And then Danny just gives Kimmy a look like, yeah, I'm not doing that. And Kimmy says, you know what, that's alright, you've got enough problems. How can you not go tonight? You put together the whole fundraiser. Hey, if anyone wonders why I'm not there, they'll stop wondering as soon as they hear my dad sing. <laughs> CJ, can I talk to you a minute? Alone? Oh, it's okay, Mr. T. Anything you can say to DJ, you can say in front of me. <laughs> okay. DJ, how can we get Kimmy out of the room? <laughs> Five bucks works in my house. Kimmy, your home life is so sad. That's okay. You've got enough problems. So Danny takes a chair from the little table and sits across from DJ, who's sitting at the end of Stephanie's bed, and says, Look, DJ, about me singing tonight. I understand how you feel, okay? My my dad threw like a girl. And DJ, who clearly has heard the story that Danny also told his friends, and DJ says, yeah, I mean, you just said Grandpa, that's because Grandpa hurt his arm in the, in the war. <laughs> Danny was like, wow, I told everybody that story. Apparently. And Danny says, the point is, you don't have to worry. I'm not going to sing tonight. Danny needs to run a, a comb through his hair because it's kind of must. I mean, this, like I said, this is just... Uh, I don't like Danny's hair with this, the side part. I've just... I've never... Been, that, honestly, to me, it's just... Mm, no, thank you. Out of the hair... And we don't get that many different hair changes from Danny over the course of eight seasons. I mean, from season six to eight, it's pretty much the same. Now that I think about it, I think it's season five through eight as where he's got it kind of smidge maybe longer on the top, but, you know, short on the sides. Yeah, I think, eh, or maybe it is just six through eight. I don't know. And DJ is all smiles. He's like, really, you mean it? And he said, <laughs> Danny, who holds up a hand like he's about to uh, <laughs> swear on the Bible in court. He says, I promise, not one move will I bust. And DJ just hugs him like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And Danny, you know, I mean, I get it. He is being, uh, you know, insecure here. He's like, I just, you know, why do you think I was hip and cool? Why is that so important? Just be, I mean, just, yes, I get it. Because Uncle Jesse's a musician. Joey's a funny man with comedy and stuff like that. Danny has his... Wake up San Francisco talk show. I, I, I just, it almost feels like Danny seems like he wants to be in competition with the older, not with the older, but with the, you know, Uncle Jesse with the music and Joey with the comedy. Like, where do I fit into this? You know, the kids look up to them. It's like, they look up to you too, Danny, just in different ways. So, yeah, he says, oh, I just want you to think I'm hip and I'm cool. But, you know, I, I know I'm not, so I promise I won't do anything to embarrass you. And, you know, DJ says, you know, I appreciate more what you were trying to do. I just appreciate it so much more that you're not going to do that. So Danny stands up and says, like, all right, well, I'm happy that you're happy. So I'm going to get out of these leather pants and into some ointment because I'm sure he is chafing all over. 
And of course, he opens a door and there's Kimmy with a cup against the... Okay, I've never tried this technique. But, and how thick it really is, that door. But have you ever tried a technique with a glass, with a cup up against a door and your ears listening? Does that really work? I mean, I've seen that in many television shows. And I really wonder, does that really work? And Danny looks at Kimmy and he's like, Kimmy, are you in, aren't you embarrassed to have a glass up to your ear? I'm like, Danny, I think you should be embarrassed because you're wearing leather pants. And <laughs> Kimmy says, well, if you'd speak a little louder, I'd be able to hear without it. And, of course, Kimmy says, oh, and on behalf of Vanana, Vanana Junior High, thanks for not singing. <laughs> Deej, about me singing tonight, I understand exactly how you feel. My dad threw like a girl. Well, that's because Grandpa hurt his arm in the war. <laughs> Boy, I told everybody that story, didn't I? The point is, you don't have to worry. I'm not going to sing tonight. Really? You mean it? I promise, not one move will I bust. Thanks, Dad. You know, this may sound a little silly, but I just wanted you to think I was hip and cool. But I'm not. So don't worry, I wouldn't do anything to embarrass you, okay? Then I appreciate what you're going to do. But I appreciate even more that you're not going to do it. <laughs> hey, it's my pleasure. I'm happy because now I can get out of these leather pants and into some ointment. <laughs> Aren't you embarrassed to have a glass at your ear? Well, if you'd speak a little louder, I could hear without it. <laughs> oh, and on behalf of Van Anna Junior High, thanks for not singing. So Danny leaves the room, and Kimmy's like, All right, Deej, you don't have to change schools. <laughs> I don't think she would have been able to do that. You gotta live in a different district to change schools. Well, of course, now the guilt is setting in with DJ. Like, ah, that's great, but now I feel really bad. Like, I hurt my dad's feelings or something. Kimmy says, you know, it could be worse. And DJ asks, really? Like, how? Oh, I gotta give props to Andrea Barber. She just, oh, she brings the character of Kimmy to life. And she just starts kind of mimicking what Danny was doing with the arm motion and the... <laughs> just the, the talking about my generation. Oh, Quinn, what are you doing? Stop it. <laughs> Crazy cat. <laughs> All right, Deed. You don't have to change schools. <laughs> yeah, great. I feel so guilty about hurting my dad's feelings. It could be worse. Really? How? Talking about my generation. No, people try to get us down. Talking about my generation. Okay. Okay, so I keep wondering, like, okay, when is. How long has Joey been following Michelle all over the house looking for Jesse's and, you know, actually Becky's wedding band? So, yeah, he's with Michelle, and she's tiptoeing from the stairs into the kitchen, and Joey's looking down at her like, all right, Michelle, how am I doing? And she says, you're getting warmer, because, you know, he's approaching the cookie jar. 
And she says, you're getting hotter as she <laughs> gets onto the chair at the kitchen table and says, and he puts his hand on the lid of the cookie jar and she says, you're a hot dog. And he opens the lid and she says, you found the ring, yippee. And Joey pulls out with his pinky finger, one of those Keebler fudge stripe cookies, circular cookies. And he's says, Michelle, this is not quite the ring I was looking for. And of course, Michelle knows she put it in there. It's like, no, I put it in there. I swear I did. It was in there. So of course, Michelle's got cookie on the brain because she asked Joey, are you going to eat that? So Joey's getting kind of irritated with her. He says, Michelle, would you forget about the cookie? And she's like, once I see a cookie, I can't forget about it. And he goes and he puts it in his it's like he's wearing a sweater, a v-neck sweater button-up, and he puts it in the outside pocket. Well, he actually, before he puts it in his pocket, he says, you know, I'll give you the cookie if you tell me where the ring is. Being honest, she says, I told you, I put it in the cookie jar. And he says, and I'm telling you, it's not in the cookie jar. <laughs> Michelle's like, it Then how do I get that cookie? <laughs> And Joey says, all right, I'll tell you how you get that cookie, by remembering where you put that ring. And he's like, all right, now think. And then I love how Michelle, like, looks up with her eyes. And then she's kind of pointing with her index finger just below her bottom lip, like, hmm. And Joey asks her, know what you're thinking about? And she says, yes, I do. That cookie. Joey, finally saying, you know what, stop thinking about the cookie, okay? The cookie is disappearing from sight. It's going in my pocket. And he says, you know, we are going to take every single step that you went when you had the ring. Tell me about what you did. What, how did you start your day? We need to retrace your steps. Oh, boy, this is going to be a long day. <laughs> All right, tell me everything you did after you picked up Jesse's ring, and then I'll follow you. So, <laughs> yeah, she says, I came into the kitchen, and then she climbs off the chair, and Joey starts to follow her. He's like, okay, good, now we're getting somewhere. I don't really know how far you think you're going to get with a four-year-old. Because she's like, oh, you mean like follow the leader? He's like, yeah, exactly like that. She's chilling this poor man on a wild goose chase. He's like, okay, you came into the kitchen, and then what happened? She says, I saw a bug. Okay, yeah, and then what What? What happened? <laughs> He's like, okay, and then what happened? And she says, and then I, I followed the bug. And Joey is just like, oh, this kid, <laughs> he knows he's being let out of luck. Like, oh, this is just a game to Michelle. And he's like, all right, well, where did you follow the bug? And she says, follow the leader. <laughs> Her hands and knees starts crawling across the kitchen floor, and Joey gets down on his hands and knees and follows suit. Like, oh, my gosh. He's like, okay, yeah, follow the leader. Okay, and then what happened? She says, and then the bug stopped. Well, I mean, if you were following, I don't think there even was a bug. She's <laughs> just like, follow me. <laughs> we're playing a new game now. I'm calling the shots. <laughs> and she says, 
And then he's like, okay, then what happened? And she's and then the bug got going again. I thought she was just going to start leading him in circles. <laughs> she, and then the bug got going again. And she's going onto the rug that's under the kitchen table, which she leads him under the table. Uh. So Jesse comes in. He's like, what are you guys doing? And Joey is just, his head is literally just under the edge of the table. And when, jo when Jesse asks, what are you guys doing? You hear that audible thunk. And, you know, guys, if you've ever hit the back of your head or your head on anything, even so lightly, it still hurts. <laughs> yeah, Joey gets up and he's like, oh, hey, Jess, we're just playing uh, follow, follow the leader. And Jesse was not born <laughs> yesterday. He's like, hmm, you know, actually it looks like you're looking for something. Are you looking for something? And Joey's like, we're not looking for anything. So here comes Michelle with, we were looking for a ring. Yeah. You can't keep secrets around that kid. Honestly, you can't keep secrets. You know, that's the thing with Steph, too. You couldn't keep secrets around her. But you definitely can't keep secrets around Michelle. And <laughs> Michelle comes over, stands between Jesse and Joey, and Joey's like, oh, well, thank you for, for reminding me, Shel I plum forgot. And Jesse takes from behind his back. He's like, hmm, what ring would that be? Would it be this ring? And he has the ring case open. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that is, that's it. <laughs> I love they're both kind of, Joey's like, this is stupid me. And I love Jesse's just going along with it, like, oh, like, yeah, that's a good one. And Joey's still like, where'd you find the ring? And Jesse says, in the cookie jar, as he snaps the ring case closed. And Michelle props to her. She's like, yeah, that's what I told you. And she goes and grabs a cookie out of Joey's pocket. As maybe next time you'll listen. I'm like, okay, I'm taking this as you were, guys. <laughs> Just before we cut out of the scene, Joey's like, I want a cookie. And Jesse says, I'll cookie you. Yeah. That's so funny because there's an episode in season one I have not covered yet, which I will be covering when I cover jo uh, Joey's career ladder journey, just like Danny's. It's the um, episode where Joey. Uh, is doing stand-up and he gets, uh, yeah, outshined by Phyllis Diller. <laughs> just happens to be in the audience. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, Jesse tries to, like, pretend, like, oh, I'm doing my stand-up comedy because Joey wants to give up comedy. And <laughs> he's, like, talking about, I'll cookie you. <laughs> I guess that's the punchline of the joke. Oh, do you want a cookie? I'll cookie you. <laughs> I swear, it's like sometimes I'll just think of that that scene from that episode when I'm going down the cookie aisle in, <laughs> in like a Walmart or something. I'll just like, oh yeah. Okay, how am I doing, Michelle? You're getting warmer. You're getting hotter. You're a hot dog. <laughs> Michelle, this is not quite the ring I was looking for. <laughs> What's the chocolate center? Eat that? Michelle, would you forget about the cookie? 
When I see a cookie, I can't forget about it. I'll give you the cookie if you tell me where the ring is. I told you I put it in the cookie jar. And I said it's not in the cookie jar. Then how do I get that cookie? I'll tell you how you get the cookie. By remembering where you put the ring. Now, think. <laughs> you know what you're thinking about? Yes, I do. That cookie. Well, stop thinking about it. Now, how about if you show me everything you did from the time you picked up Uncle Jesse's ring, and I'll follow you. You mean like follow the leader? Right. Now, what did you do after you picked up the ring? I came into the kitchen. Good. Now we're getting somewhere. Okay. Then what happened? I saw a bug. Okay, then what? I followed the bug. Okay, where did you follow the bug? Follow the leader. Okay, follow the leader. Okay. Then what? Then the bug stopped. Okay, then what happened? Then the bug got going again. The bug got going again. I bet the bug was pretty dizzy by this time. <laughs> Followed the bug. The table. What are you guys doing? Oh, no. uh, hi, Jess. Uh, we're just playing follow the leader. Oh, yeah? Looks to me like you're looking for something. <laughs> we're not looking for anything. We were looking for a ring. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me, Michelle. I, I plumb forgot. What ring would that be? Would it happen to be... This ring? <laughs> oh, where'd you find the ring? In the cookie jar. That's what I told you. Maybe next time you'll listen. <laughs> totally forgot about this. Like I said, I haven't seen this movie, or movie, I have not seen this episode in probably years. <laughs> And I think, yes, there's always been that Kimmy has had a smidge of a crush on Uncle Jesse. Definitely. And it's funny how Stephanie and Michelle are at this fundraiser, even though neither of them go to this middle school. But it's like, I mean, Stephanie's out like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Get to see, you know, junior high kids and all the kids that are older than me. And, yeah, because she and Michelle are just dancing and everything like that. And, uh, <laughs> Kimmy jumps up on stage and starts dancing right next to Jesse. And, of course, he leans into the microphone and says, security, <laughs> security. <laughs> this guy, this <coughs> bouncer in a tight white polo shirt with a slicked back ponytail literally lifts Kimmy up under like above the waist and just below the chest and just and she's like like literally he physically lifts her up and removes her and she's got this confused like what what's going on like Girl, just because you live next door to Jesse does not mean he's going to appreciate you or anybody, for that matter, being up there on that stage. Okay, one thing. This is the Smash Club. If we remember from Season 7 when Jesse inherited that club, 
the walls were just splashed with like different colors of paint, just paint splotches all over. This really is not that different. And the thing is, I'm just trying to think of when um, the I'm there for you, babe episode. I don't think the Smash Club looked like this. Granted, that was season two and this is season four. But I'm trying to think. I don't think until Jesse actually inherits the club and goes to when it's shut down and everything, I don't think between then and then we see the Smash Club. Jesse always being that he's a rock and roller, bringing the guitar down like he's going to smash it, but he doesn't. He's just doing that for effect. I like the lighted effects with the, are those, they're not strobe lights, are they? I mean, they're multicolored, like, type of lights on the stage, but it's really, I like the, you know, it changes the backdrop to, like, right now it's kind of like a, uh, kind of a red rose kind of color, like. Some of these kids look like, well, that's the thing, when she says junior high, when DJ started junior high, it was like seventh grade up through what ninth grade, so these kids definitely look like they're well into high school. And I'm sure that this, I don't think they could just say, "Oh, we have an event, so it, the club is closed, but only available to the people that are renting it or something." I don't know if that's the case or not. And Stephanie, oh yeah, she's an, she's a night owl if she can be one. Because she's like, more, more, I don't want to go to bed yet. Well, that's right, because they're supposed to close up shop before 9 when the mud wrestling comes in. So, yeah, DJ and Kimmy are sitting down at a table, and Kimmy's like congratulating DJ. Like, hey, you pulled it off. Joey was funny, Jesse's band was hot, and your dad is basically non-existent right now. He's... Oh, she says your dad hardly said a word. Oh, there's that guilt setting in again. Like, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And DJ's like, yeah, it was the perfect night. But gosh, I feel so awful. That's the thing. Sometimes when you say something that is more in your own interest than somebody else's, um, you probably can feel like, hey, maybe I was a little hard on them. I mean, I really wanted... You know, I just wanted them to kind of stay out of the way, and maybe I said it the wrong way. I honestly feel like, is there another way that DJ probably could have went around saying, like, I appreciate what you want to do, Dad, but I just, we don't have the time. We just got time for Jesse and his music. We really don't have time to squeeze in an extra song. But thank you for consider for considering, you know, suggesting that. That was nice of you but the thing is i just i'm happy that she walked in on him doing that because if he would have surprised her with that that i don't know <laughs> that is like i said that would be hard for her to live down but it's like first of all i mean if, if you pull that with me i'm like first of all you did not ask to jump in here surprising me no that no you can't no, just, I'm sorry. You can't do that. If something is just, this is how it's got to be, we can't afford any hiccups or any surprises, and then you come in here with, oh, I'm going to surprise you, and it's like, no, just, 
you you want to up you know get up there and introduce the others that's great but please don't just surprise me with a song well i mean at least that song that no one's going to be able to relate to unless they're over the age of 30 in 1991 danny gets up on stage and like all right that's it guys that's our show i got for a second i swear i thought i was watching america's funniest home videos because you know that he hosted that alongside also filming Full House. So, yeah, he's like, hey, let's hear it. Let's give it another hand for Jesse and the Rippers. And, of course, our special guest, comedian Joey Gladstone. Let me guess, he's going to do the cut it out, isn't he? Yes, he is. Cut it out. <laughs> so, Danny, yeah, he's staying up there a little long. He's like, oh, uh, I guess it's right around almost 9 o'clock, and we know what that means. I see the men with the mud, so that means only one thing. <laughs> Time for bingo. <laughs> and D is Kimmy, and who is this? I don't know. Maybe she's a girl that uh, hangs. Well, she's sitting at a table with some other person off to the side near DJ and Kimmy with a giant bowl. Well, I don't, maybe not a giant bowl, but a good old family night popcorn you know well no the bowl is probably about the size of like two people sharing popcorn so and jesse kind of jesse danny kind of looks over realizes he's kind of overstepping his bounds there it's like oh well you know what before i forget let's welcome who put this fundraiser on tonight all their hard work dj tanner and everyone applauds spotlight right on her and he danny's like come on honey come on up here and she says, thanks for coming tonight, everyone. We raised that money for that one computer. So I'm guessing maybe the computer and the uh, off the general office of the school, you know, uh, when you go in to sign in or sign up, maybe that person needed a computer and they're finally moving away from typewriters. Or, well, this is 91, so... I was kind of thinking, when I started junior high in 94, the fall of 94, I remember, yeah, I had gotten a student ID card, and then that way, and then the, at the end of the lunch line is set up where there's, you know, basically, I don't know if it was a touch screen even at that point, but anyway, you could use a lunch card and charge up to $3.00. <laughs> that was a good sign of what my future would be because I would charge up to three dollars you know and that's mainly supposed to be because lunch is a buck fifty or was it a dollar thirty five in junior I don't know anyway it's just like you charge up to three dollars I seem to do that all the time and then I have to pay it off before I could use it again and it's just like <laughs> sure sign of <laughs> kid is gonna be as an adult with a credit card I'll just keep charging it it'll be okay I'll pay it off eventually <laughs> so DJ says hey how about one more song from Jesse and the Rippers and that I love how DJ is the bigger person well she's like and also featuring a brand new singer my dad oh and and Danny's confused he gets up there he's like honey are you sure about this I don't want to embarrass you up there and DJ says dad I'm only embarrassed about how I acted I am really sorry and she says, let's give it up for Danny Tanner. He gets up on stage. He puts a hand over the microphone. He's like, Deej, I don't want to embarrass you. 
And DJ says, Dad, look, the only thing I'm embarrassed about is how I acted today. And she says, bust a move, Dad. But the song that Danny sings is absolutely, oh, I love it. And if you guys, oh my gosh, this came out in, this came out in 91. Also, the movie My Girl also came out in 1991. <laughs> oh, oh, was it? Yeah, it was. Okay, cool. No, actually, hold on. If this episode aired in January of 91, I believe My Girl was a summer movie that I thought came out around, like, June or July. Still, whenever I hear this song, I am always thinking of that movie. <laughs> Sounds like he's uh, had uh, called him many times. Uh, oh, there's Becky and Joey up there. Oh, cool.
So, yeah, <laughs> he does good with that song. And I like, I think it's cute and funny how, when he, the way he's hitting those high notes. And I'm just like, ah! Oh, but it, it was really sweet. I, and he says he used to sing that to DJ when she was a little girl and everything. He's like, ah! And I love how Becky and Joey are just kind of, you know, they're in the audience, they're sitting at a table, and Becky is just, you know, singing, they're all singing along. And it's just, oh, it's just sweet. That's how the episode ends. And this was a good episode. I really liked it. And, you know, I just want to, you know, wish Bob Saget a happy heavenly birthday. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe it's been, what, four? Has it been four months? Yeah passed in January, um, but, yeah, okay, so, best outfit for this episode, um, I really, like I said, that one I was talking about earlier with Jesse wearing that, it's kind of, it's like a light, light, tealish white color and it's got like grayish like sideways like diamonds on it it just I, I really liked it so I want to give Jesse uh the best outfit of the episode uh worst outfit of the episode is definitely going to Joey's uh v-neck sweater um little button up that it just I don't know what was supposed to be on the side of it of this, it just was really gaudy. And he was wearing, I thought at first it was like a mock turtleneck, but it just looked like it was just a uh, shirt with a small collar that looked like it had been kind of stretched out a bit. And I'm, just, eh, I'm not really feeling that, so. Uh, Tanner Words of Wisdom. <laughs> Tanner Words of Wisdom. <laughs> Tanner Teachable Moments for this episode. Um... Do not leave something ex that expensive like a wedding band. That uh, those, I mean, you can replace them, but it just, especially with their wedding coming up, like you really gotta be careful with that. Those things it just, mm. yeah, he should have just put it in his pocket since he had the pockets available. Joey did, and just go straight to the engraver. I mean, I guess you probably would have to make an appointment. You can't just say, hey, I want this engraved. How long will that take? Two days? A week? Um, okay. <laughs> Who's paying for that? I, I'm kind of, yeah, he says they, Joey said they charge by the letter. The band of mine is, you know, I don't think it would be, it, it's kind of thin, so I don't know really. I mean, you probably could engrave something, but it'd be so microscopically tiny, it wouldn't even really be worth the money to spend on it. Uh, but yeah, stuff like that, just don't, especially if you have kids in the house, they will run off with anything and probably forget where they put it. Adults do that too, don't worry. I do it all the time. I'll put something somewhere, I'll forget where it is, and then one day when I'm going through something, I'm like, oh yeah, I was over this like two years ago. <laughs> uh, as far as um, when it comes to DJ and, and Danny, it's like, look, 
your daughter told you what the set list was. This is like, these are the acts. This is the, what as far as entertainment, we don't have room for any type of additions of any kind. And you, you, you don't spring something like that, especially because you've worked really hard to put that together. Don't, do not spring on something. Like, oh, I'm going to surprise you with that. That is, Mm. And put yourself in your kid's shoes. You really think, especially nowadays, because everyone's got a phone and they can film stuff. Then they're going to go and post that all on social media. D- if that happened, and D- DJ would not be able to live that down. Even though it wasn't her being embarrassing, it was her. T- yeah, just, and they would use that. It would be horrible. But Danny's like, no, don't. If you think something's a good idea, check with a couple people before you make that decision. Even Jesse was like, are you sure you want to do this? Because, uh, <laughs> yeah. So those are the Tanner teachable moments for this episode. So, as I said, uh, coming in June, I am going to be covering for Father's Day the... Three Full House episodes. So the first one, of course, I'm going to be kicking off is Season 5, Episode 4, Oh Where, Oh Where Has My Little Girl Gone? That's a Danny and DJ, which is funny because we just had a Danny and DJ episode. Jump into uh, for the week after. That is going to be Season 6, episode 10, I'm not DJ. That's a Stephanie and Danny. We honestly really don't get nearly as much Stephanie and Danny as we do either, you know, episodes about Danny and DJ, because she's the oldest, or, you know, Danny and Michelle and stuff. So, of course, and rounding this out is going to be Season 7, episode... (laughs) 7... Well, it's episode seven, season seven, episode seven. High anxiety. Yeah. So look for those. And of course, the Olsen twins do have a birthday in towards the end of June. Wait, is it in the end? You know, I gotta check that out. I'm going to be covering a fish called Martin, season four, episode seventeen. So let me check on the Olsen twins and when their birthday is. So May 17th is dear John, Stam- John Stamos's. Uh, oh, June, June 13th. Okay, so we'll be uh, kind of, I don't know. I'm sorry, guys. I'm um, just kind of seeing how we want to work everything here. Ooh, ooh, I did not want to hit that button. Okay, so we're looking at um, most likely... June 3rd being the, um, okay, so June 3rd would be the first episode, so it'd be season five's Where Where Is My Little Girl Gone, and then, of course, we're gonna, I think I'll just do, um, yeah, we'll do it that way. We'll do uh, season six. I'm not DJ on the tenth. We'll do the on the thirteenth. You know, uh, which is a Monday, not a Friday. I'll do the um, 
are a fish called Martin, and then I'll finish up with a Father's Day on June 24th. So, gonna go that route. And then, of course, the Free Willy movie, which I will be covering, I will be covering in late June, so just after summer begins. So, look forward to that. And hope you guys have a great Tuesday, because we'll be going out on Bob Saget's birthday, May 17th. If you want to email the podcast, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. And if you haven't yet and you'd like to, leave a review for the podcast. All reviews do help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. So, all right. Bye-bye, everybody.